I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. How are you? I hope and pray that you are well. I am well. Good to be back with you live. Yes, yes, yes. It's that time again. Sorry I couldn't be with you um Last week, I think it was last week that I intended to be with you, but things have been happening. I have been busy, busy, busy. I mean, last week I barely got in the door when it was showtime, basically. I barely got in the door. I was huffing and puffing when... When the producer called me to say, "Hey, are you gonna, are you gonna be live?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't." I don't know about you all, but there's just been one thing after the other, you know, some challenging, some not, uh, but just keeping me hopping, just keeping me busy. Um. So anyway, um, it's always something going on. Um, it just seems like time has sped up. Me and my daughter were just talking the other day, and we were saying it just uh, both of us went back. Well, I, I went back to work in July, and then I had a couple of weeks break. Yeah, I had a couple of weeks break. And did I have a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think I had a couple of weeks break. And then I went back in August, but we both started our new jobs in August. And we were both saying how it seemed like we'd already been there six months, six to eight months, with the amount of things that just happens in one day. It's like unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm not going to try to unpack all that because I run out of time like I am known for doing and not cover all of my topic. So I will just briefly catch you up um, on a few a few things that I'm actually preparing for. One is, uh, I might have mentioned this the last time I was live, I can't remember right now, um, that I was invited to uh, a reunion. Um, they're calling it the, a PT. PT2 reunion, which um, basically is a a squadron that my late husband was a part of uh, many, many years ago when he first joined the military, and he worked in missiles. He worked in missiles, and they have a reunion at this particular um, squadron. 
I don't know how long it's been going on, but I know for the last several years they've been having a reunion. And uh, they reached out to me and uh, invited me to to attend this year's reunion as um, a guest of honor in in Chris's um, in Chris's honor. So I was touched by that request, and I'm actually getting ready to travel to that event uh, this week. So um, keep me in your prayers, those of you that are praying, folks. And can get a prayer through. <laughs> Those of you that are living, living right, and can get a prayer through. The other thing that I have been toying with, actually, this was my original plan. Um, I I bought a second dog. My daughter told me not to do it. My daughter said, "Mom, don't do it." I bought a second dog so that my dog that was Chris's dog would not be alone. Didn't want Nico to be alone. Bought a female and I also had the plan to breed them so that um, I could kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. He could have a companion and I could accumulate some side money. You know, just have a separate little income stream somewhere down the line. Well, now that my female is finally in heat for her second time, which she's, uh, I want to say, two years old now. Yeah, she's two, like two and a half, I think. I have to look at the paperwork. I know she's at least two years old. And I want to breed her. I want to breed her. But the plans that I had to do it included me relying on the assistance of someone else, the border that I have been using for the past year. And um, I didn't feel that I could do that on my own and work a full-time job and manage the ministry that I do and things of that nature. And so I just talked to the border because we kind of put a plan in place uh, a little while back and um, just talked to him the other day and he was like, Mm-mm. nope, things are not going well in the doggy business. <laughs> he he was he was the one I got the the idea from because he has been breeding, and that's where I bought my dogs from, both of them. And he had some beautiful shepherds, and I come to find out in the time, just in the few months since July, I believe, um, or was it August? I can't even remember when I stopped needing him to board my dogs for me because they've been doing good at home for the most part. Um, in that short period of time, he got rid of his dogs, and he said he's not breeding anymore. Oh, my goodness. So my backup plan is no longer a backup plan. And he's telling me he doesn't think it's a wise decision at this time. Uh, dogs dogs are not selling, especially bigger dogs. I have my dogs are labs. One's full bred, the other one's a mix of a lab and a um, corso. So I've been, I don't know what you want to call it. I've been knee deep in pet issues 
my dogs are one issue. My cats have been having another issue. I've been treating them because they've been sick. And so those are some of the other things on top of my regular duties. (laughs) I've been, so before I move on, if any of you have any suggestions, if you know anybody in the local area, I live in Waldorf, East Coast, Waldorf, Maryland. If you know anybody who's interested in breeding or uh, has some suggestions or ideas, I don't know, hit me up. Hit me up. Send me an email, ETS Ministries inc at gmail.com you can look me up on the show page if you didn't get that the info's on my show page okay so i guess for now because my daughter is still saying no mom you shouldn't do it she didn't think i should do it even with the backup plan she didn't think i should do it i'm just one of those people that if i start an idea i don't like to give up on it i am tenacious And if there's a way that I can make it work, I want to make it work. Maybe not this time, but maybe the next time that she comes in heat. So anyway, you guys, if you get this request later on, because I know most of you don't listen to me live, and you have some ideas, hit me up, okay? All right. So what else, what else, what else? Um... Let me just say, Chanel just called me actually and gave me some shocking news. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh right for a moment here because I'm actually tired of looking at headlines that say shocking news, shocking news, shocking news. This is gonna shock you. That's gonna shock you. This is gonna shock you. I actually am kind of like up to here with shocking news but Chanel just gave me some shocking news (laughs) it has to do with the um, indictments or charges that were filed against Trump and 17 other people if I'm not mistaken and one of them was Sidney Powell and she told me that Sidney Powell supposedly just pled um, guilty to a lesser charge, and I was totally shocked. (laughs) Not that I wanted to be, but totally shocked. That wasn't on my agenda for tonight, but I guess it can still fit with some of the things that I am going to cover, because I titled tonight's program, If You're Like Me. If You're Like Me. And I'm going to unpack that so you understand that if you're like me, you're probably scratching your head. You're probably scratching your head like, I can't believe this, (laughs) on a lot of the things that are going on right now. So the call about Sidney Powell, I can say I'm scratching my head. I can't believe this because I haven't followed her all the time, but I followed uh, enough stories since 2020 when she came out with the Kraken and was de- de- determined to um, 
justify the elections, uh, or, the, or should I say, um, the irregularities that happened in the 2020 elections. And for this to now happen, I'm totally scratching my head. I'll be back after the break. <laughs> and we'll a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. ETS. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Chanel is my daughter, and sometimes she joins me on the program. I was just thinking uh, before I came on tonight that I need to see when she's available again uh, because she started a new job. She hasn't been available. Her schedule's been pretty crazy, too. So um, 
anyway, just wanted to clarify that. So, back to tonight's topic. If you're like me, you're probably scratching your head because there's a lot of confusing, mind-boggling, mind-blowing things going on. And it just seems to keep coming. It just seems to keep happening. I know some people um, basically avoid it just by turning off the, the news. They just don't watch, don't listen. They just turn it off. I was talking to a coworker the other day, and she was telling me that she just doesn't even watch anymore. But her husband, on the contrary, has been watching, and now he can't sleep. He's having, he, That particular night, anyway, I guess the night before, he was having trouble sleep and having nightmares. So um, it keeps coming, y'all. It just keeps coming. Um, but what I decided that I would do before I moved on with new things, I want to wrap up last show. When I was on last time, I was talking about the fact that God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are high as the heavens are above the earth. That's how high above our ways God's ways are. And the reason that I was saying that is because even then I was talking about how things can be very confusing. How this life, even as believers, even as born-again Christians, can be confusing at times. God can orchestrate and lead you into situations that you find yourself scratching your head because you don't understand. You don't understand the way he's doing, what he's doing. Sometimes you end up asking yourself, Lord, are you even still with me? Are you doing this? Is this you? You know, you start to question, you start to doubt. So last week I had it on my notes that I wanted to give a couple of more examples and I ran out of time. So let me just give you a few of them. One that I wanted to share, and I forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but even my new job, I'm not, I have not said where I work and um, I, I don't talk about the location, but, um, but I will say that when uh, the job, when the job offer came to me, I was a bit concerned because of the nature of the work. It was an area that I had some experience in, but not extensive experience in. And it was an area that I was never drawn to uh, in, so that I could get extensive experience. There was there were several areas in my career that I just didn't uh, like, I didn't feel comfortable with. And one was pediatrics. Um, as a as a whole, like I've done some I've done some pediatric work in nursing, but just to like be on a pediatric unit that never appealed to me because I didn't want to see the suffering. I felt like I couldn't handle the suffering of little kids. Okay, um, another was oncology. Um, 
I did a little bit of oncology when I was in school, and I didn't like that at all. I know it's changed a lot since I was in school. And then uh, psych. Psych was one area that I had a major issue with. <laughs> and then uh, uh, what do you, what do we severely um, disabled? mentally disabled, um, just disabled in a severe way. I didn't feel that I had the capacity to to deal with that. I remember getting hired for a private duty position many, many, many years ago. I was I believe I was still an LVN at that time. And I went to the first day of orientation, and it was too much for me. I, I quit. I couldn't handle it. So the the job that I was offered now is involving taking care of severely disabled clients. And when I walked in the first day of orientation on site, I was immediately intimidated. I was like, oh, my goodness. I knew that there would be some disabilities, but not what I saw. And I was immediately intimidated and um, a a little fearful. Uh, I was kind of like, nah, this has never been my my strength. I don't think that I'm going to be able to do this. In my mind, I was kind of making my exit plan. (laughs) I was making my exit plan as I walked around. But as I'm contemplating that, and I can't say it was on the very same day, I can say that it was in the very soon after, the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, don't be afraid to go where I send you. And it gripped me. It stopped me in my tracks. It kind of gripped me, and I was kind of like, okay, Lord, are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Are you talking about... This, this job, and I wasn't 100% sure, but that's what I felt that he was talking about, so I just began to adjust my attitude, my thinking, my mind. I started telling myself, okay, uh, give it a try. You know, other people have done it. Why can't you do it? Um, you're never, you've, you're not one to be a quitter. Um you know, this is what door opened for you. I began to talk to myself and change my thinking and told myself, you know, uh, just just see, see what happens, you know. And um, sometime later, because I've been there altogether, I would say um, maybe like two and a half months if you take out the the break between summer and and. Uh, uh, fall starting, that um, I began to hear through the grapevine that nobody else wanted to do what I'm doing. And I began to feel compassion more than fear. And I began to feel a sense of purpose. And that's one of the things that nurses used to go into the field for. Um, I think a lot of them still do, uh, although the profession has changed drastically and not for the better. Um, Most of us wanted to 
make a difference. Most of us wanted to be able to help. We cared about people. And those are the things that I begin to feel and creep up, well up in me versus the fear, versus the intimidation, versus the wanting to retreat. Okay? Are you following me? Are you following the point that I'm making? <laughs> I was reminded as I was listening to the commercial, the commercial breaks and hearing my hubby's voice and talking about how this show is, is um, you know, designed to give you hope and promote healing. Well, I began to feel hope about what I was doing and realized that I was providing some measure of healing, even if it was just being able to do the job, even if it was just that, you know, this is not an ideal, um, it, it takes it takes a, uh, a type of, uh, a certain type of person to have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity, and the skills to work in this this area, I began to realize that I've grown, that with maturity and with experience, you can do more than you think that you can do because I heeded the voice of the Lord and gave it a try. It has opened a whole new door for me. And I began to kind of feel good about that. Um, and not me alone, but actually some of the others that I'm seeing where I'm at and how they work and how they care for these clients in a way that I have not seen in years, in years. So I was scratching my head. I was confused. I didn't understand why the Lord would lead me into that direction, but his ways are not my ways, and I began to shift my thinking, and I began to see the benefit in it in more ways than one for myself as well as for those that I am supporting and assisting to care for. So <laughs> I want to offer and suggest that way of thinking to you. We see this type of situation unfold throughout Scripture. There are others like Joseph, like David, who were thrown into perplexing situations. And I'll be back after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these <laughs> a black nurse this narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes 
dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to hit several several uh, situations that have been in the news. I'm going to go back to May, and then I'm going to come forward and hit as many of these as I can because I haven't been doing a lot of talking about these all of these extra things. But I want to see if you're like me. Does any of this have you scratching your head? I'm just curious. Does any of this have you scratching your head? So all the way back to May, okay, um, President Trump was found liable. He was accused and found liable of sexual abuse, okay, I sent the I sent the one of the articles several of the articles to myself but I'm just going to summarize these. He was accused of sexual abuse um depending on which article you read, let me put it like that. The sexual abuse was not clearly defined. Um he was she accused him of rape. The woman accused him of rape. I believe her name was Jean Carroll or somebody Carroll, she accused him of rape. That was not proven. She could not prove those charges. So they just recategorized it and called it sexual abuse. And he was found liable of that. And then he was later found uh, guilty of defamation because he accused her of falsely you know, accusing him and basically saying that she was a whack job and she was crazy and she was not his type. And so he was he was liable for sexual abuse that was not rape and that didn't fit the legal definition in New York of rape. But he was found liable of rape. Of, anyway. I'm having a hard time even explaining it to you. I was reading the article, and I was confused reading the article. I've been involved with some legal matters since, like, 2000, 
15, basically, and so I've learned some things about law and and cases and blah, blah, blah. And so I was confused reading. I was confused reading the article. I was scratching my head. I've been hearing about this, but I finally was trying to read the article for myself, and I'm going, all right. Just like years ago, just like years ago, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of the murder charges, but he was found guilty of of uh, the civil charges that were brought against him. I was scratching my head then. I'm scratching my head now. How do you? How does a woman accuse you of rape, and then she loses on that? She loses on that, but yet you're still found guilty of sexual abuse. But there was no force. There was no. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, whatever. the The closest thing that I got out of one article, and I hope there's no minors. If you are, um, pause for a second. This is not very descriptive, but supposedly. He put his mouth on her mouth, and supposedly in a public department store, and not like in a closet or a dressing room, or any, but in a public public depart, department store, pulled down a, a portion of her clothing. I was like, "What? Really? Uh, no witnesses, no cameras, no nothing in a fully public department." Anyway, moving on. Okay, so. Another case, he was indicted on numerous counts of, I believe, fraud. It's really hard for me to, to, to know for sure. I believe the accusations were fraud. But every commentator that I listen to, even some of his enemies, some of the people who actually don't care for the man, were saying, that he was accused of overinflating his property values, property values on some of his hotels, I believe, some of his businesses or property property of some sort, overinflating the price. All of that has to go through proper procedure for the party that's going to give the loan. They have to be satisfied with the appraisals with the price, the da 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 da, da. they apparently were. Um, he paid back the loans, so there was no actual victim. Nobody was harmed in any way. Um, the commentators all said over and over and over there was no crime. There was no victim. I I can say that I think my house is worth. $500,000 because of my emotional and sentimental value tied up in my home. But if it was appraised and this is what it came out at and the person who was going to give me the loan on it was fine with that, what is the problem? I I, I was scratching my head. I was scratching my head. Okay. Chanel just called me about another situation that was going on. At in in the midst of all of this, he was Trump was also charged with I believe it was election interference, uh, something along those lines, for believing believing the evidence that was presented to him 
and to half of America, because half of America also believes that the 2020 election was stolen. But for him believing it and for him saying it and for him speaking out, which he has the First Amendment right to do, and for him making calls and asking people, okay, well, then what happened to these votes? When I went to sleep last night, which I witnessed, when we went to sleep the night before the elections were called, he was up by just unbelievable numbers. No way for that to turn around. But then... The brakes got put on in multiple states, and all of a sudden, the counting stopped. I watched videos after videos after videos of witnesses and people coming forward by the thousands. I watched videos of people pulling ballots out of suitcases from under tables. I I mean, the evidence was presented. The evidence was there, and he believed the evidence that was presented to him, and it blows your mind that the election just suddenly changed, but but then he gets charged for believing that and for saying it and for questioning it. He didn't do anything illegal. He didn't go and rig a machine. He didn't go, uh, what was it, 2,000 mules. He didn't go put ballot after ballot after ballot into the mailboxes. He didn't do any of that. He complained about it. He questioned people about it. He said it was stolen. And then he's charged with election interference. And one of his staunch supporters, one of his staunch, well-known, competent lawyers, um, has has been saying the same thing since 2020. And apparently this was happening even before 2020. It was happening for years. It was complained about in 2016 by the Democratic, the Democrats. It, they complained about the election uh, irregularities. But when they did it, it wasn't considered election interference. When they got on public television and complained and said this was not right and he's not our president and da 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 da, it was not election interference. But now it's election interference, and him and all these people have been charged. And now apparently, apparently, I haven't read the article. Daughter just hit me up with it. Sydney has has caved. Has me scratching my head. It's making me wonder what in the world happened. I watched that woman speak. She does not possess cross cross me as being possessed or a liar or a flake like the Jean the Jean lady. Oh my goodness! I watched a few, a few, a few. Was it even a seconds or minutes of someone interviewing her? I can't remember who was it. Somebody interviewing her. Uh, da, 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 da. The guy with the white hair. Uh, can't remember his name. Well, well-known news anchor. Um, anyway, he was interviewing her, and the woman sounds ridiculous. She sounds unbelievable to me. Okay, and let me say, her definition of rape also does not fit the biblical criteria for rape, because according to Scripture, if you are raped, 
that you're supposed to cry out and you're supposed to confess and you're supposed to tell on that person immediately. That woman waited 20, 30 years to bring this accusation and it stood. It stood. So, biblically, no. She doesn't meet the criteria. So, when you talk about things that make you scratch your head, if you're like me, you would be scratching your head at all three of these situations. Okay? After the break, let's talk about some others. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, 
there were many casualties, some including babies, um, young people, just various situations. Israel responds by declaring war. Israel says, we're not having this. We're going to defend ourselves. We have the right to defend ourselves. We're declaring war, and Israel begins to uh, respond. And from what I understand, they're still in the process of ramping up uh, more of a response. Some There's been some warnings issued for people to uh, evacuate Gaza and so forth and so on. Okay? This administration, the Biden administration, shocks me, literally totally shocks me. He comes out and he declares that the U.S., that he, that we, the U.S., stand with Israel. I was totally shocked. I was scratching my head because I know we're allies with Israel. And I agree with us being allies with Israel because of the biblical context of everything that I look through. That's the lens that I look through. But I never would have thought, even at a time like this, that Biden would have came out and stood with Israel. Because the Biden administration is anti-God in every other way. In every other way. Morally, you just, I mean, they're against the principles, righteousness, ways of God in every other way, but yet he comes out and he says, we stand with Israel, and they have a right to defend themselves. And not only am I scratching my head because I totally didn't expect that from him, but also because some say, and I believe, that it's because of the Biden administration that Hamas or Iran or both even had the means, even had the means to attack Israel because of previous things that happened when we withdrew, when he withdrew the troops from Afghanistan and left millions of dollars worth of equipment that supposedly ended up on the black market. I mean, like, how much sense does any of this make? Not, It didn't even make sense to leave our equipment there. But now here we are, sometime later, and that equipment is supposed to be used by Israel's enemies, but yet we're standing with Israel, and Israel has the right to defend themselves. How much, and we back them. And then, oops, we accidentally disclosed the name of the operatives, the U.S. operatives that are supposed to be over there helping in some way behind the scenes. Oops, that was an accident. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I seriously, sometimes I have to laugh. Sometimes I have to laugh to keep from Scratching my head. Okay. Or crying. All right. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough to make you want to scratch your head, 
then I, I, I look and I see a couple of posts on Facebook just a few days ago where there are, I, I don't get this, people, but I'm going to explain it to you. There are Palestinian Americans, okay, there are Palestinian Americans protesting in the streets of New York, siding with Hamas. The United States, we're supposedly allies with Israel, but we have Palestinian Americans, which doesn't make sense to me, okay, because to me, once you come to the U.S., you are either a U.S. citizen or you're not. Your ethnicity may be Chinese, black, uh, African. Your ethnicity, you may be from another country. But once you come here to me, you are now a U.S. citizen. That's what it used to mean if you came here legally. But I guess if you come here illegally, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. And you can, you could be Nazi. You could be Satan. Satanists, Satan worshippers, you can be Palestinian supporters, supporters of Hamas or Iran in the U.S., even though the U.S. is supposed to be allies with Israel. And you can protest in the streets, and that protest didn't stop in the streets of New York, but it ended up in the Capitol. It ended up in the Capitol building, where... Trump is being indicted and charged with election interference because of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, where U.S. citizens, some have still been held without formal charges, without a trial, because of their role and some of them didn't even play a real role in it. Some of them did, some of them didn't. But they were vilified so badly for their behavior. Some did cross the line. The majority did not, according to all of the videos that I watched, that were squashed. A lot of them were squashed until later. But I watch clips, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Will Johnson, showing... Palestinian Americans, I don't even understand that, by the thousands protesting at the Capitol and in the Capitol building where they were supposedly putting up barricades the night before so that this would not happen, but the very next day the media is there all decked out with camera stands and everything and they're just filming this like it's not nothing and the Palestinian supporters are in the Capitol building chanting, chanting against Israel, demanding things, demanding a ceasefire. Dem like Israel started the fight. Like Israel was the inhumane criminal ones. Like, don't, how dare you defend yourself? How dare you better let us wipe you out because we say you don't have a right to exist and the United States to better let our people wipe you out, give us back our land, so forth and so forth and so on, all contrary to biblical um, 
biblical history and prophecy and so forth and so on. But are you scratching your head yet? Because I'm scratching mine. I'm scratching mine. Why was that even permitted? And since then, I haven't even heard nothing else about it. Supposedly, they started making arrests after some time. But, like, I haven't heard. Why isn't it all over the news? Why isn't it? Oh, I'm getting myself worked up just trying to talk about it. I couldn't believe my eyes. That's okay with this administration while they're supposedly supporting Israel. And then they turn around also and say they're going to give millions of dollars that we don't have in aid to Gaza. To the Palestinian occupants of Gaza, who were affected by Hamas. Why isn't Palestine, why isn't Why aren't their own people? I don't get it. There's so much of it that I don't get. Okay? So, tie that with the fact that I watch coverage of people who, U.S. citizens, who were stuck over there because of the war that broke out. They were stuck over there, needing a way to get back home, didn't know how they were going to get back home. And supposedly... Uh, word started coming through that this administration was putting things together for them to be able to get back home. They were going to make certain things available by airports and blah, blah, blah. But, 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 the U.S. citizens had to sign an agreement that they would pay the government back for the flight and the expenses to get them back home. Okay, whereas for two years now, this administration (laughs) has been putting people that have come here illegally, all shapes and sizes, military-capable men, in hotels in New York City primarily, giving them phones, video games, and food and room and board to the point that even the people that were for it, even the the mayor that was for it, had to come out and start complaining because now he can't manage it anymore. And the people are starting to protest in the streets. Okay? Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on and on. But I want to throw this in there before I get cut off, okay? This is what I've decided that I have to do. According to Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, I can't look to the left. I can't look to the right. I can't look at all the craziness. I have to keep my eyes on the Lord. I suggest you do the same. I suggest that you walk by faith. I suggest that you trust the Lord. I suggest that you occupy until he comes. And even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. (laughs) I'm sorry I ran out of time. (laughs) Till next time.
Thank you for being a part of I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.